0: Hey, this is Saturday Night Live. This is really good. <laughs> okay, you know, last week we, we started a series we called the Kingdom Benefits. Now, I understand, you know what, um, I have an app which I buy all my books through. And because I, I joined that, that, that association, it, it gives me a lot of benefits. And what it does on a regular basis, I get this email from them that says, uh, oops, we've noticed you're not using your benefits. <laughs> and I keep getting it, and some of the benefits I don't like, so I don't use them. But what it is, is this: um, there's a system that watches what I do, and then it says, you have all of these benefits, but you're not accessing them. So when you started talking about this quickly, because I, I know there's food waiting, and now I do not <laughs> want to go on overtime. Because um, we've got an amazing chef, praise God. Now, when we start talking about benefits, this, this is what we did from last week. God says this, my benefits are worth more than a big salary. Outside of the kingdom, how much you earn depends on how many benefits you can get, correct? Come on, correct? Yeah. That is why everybody that is, I was going to say normal, is striving for more finance more of that because that gives you the the benefit. So outside of the kingdom is that you've got to earn a certain amount and then that will give you the benefits, correct? So you know yourself when you go into business or you're working for an employer, the higher you go, the higher the benefits. So if you are benefit driven, you know that you've got to perform, but inside the kingdom The kingdom benefits come because of relationship, not what you're worth. Now, watch this. My benefits are worth more than a big salary, even a very big salary. The returns of me exceed any imaginable bonuses. Wow. How many of you like a bonus? (laughs) See, That's why Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom... The benefits will be added to you. You don't work for the benefits. So I want you to just think for myself. What benefits do you want to live in that you haven't got presently at the moment? What benefits do you see others doing? So one of the most amazing things I want to show you today is something that is so easily missed. Maybe you're going to hear it for the first time, but you need to see, hear it again the second or fourth time. In, when you look at the religious mindset that has happened from the time that Jesus ascended into heaven till 2023 is this. When Jesus didn't teach the disciples any secret principles, that were not to be passed on. There wasn't a secret handshake. There wasn't such some material that He said, this is exclusively for you. So when Jesus taught the disciples, the reason was this, is that whatever I teach you, you are to pass it on everything. So when people say, I want to be discipled, what you're clarifying in the spirit realm is this, is that I want to know everything that the disciples know. Now, so sometimes we have thought that when we look at Peter, Paul, all these guys, they have to have something more special than me. We look at others and we go, well, the reason they are like that because they're more special. Come on. You're driving a car that you have to pray for. A person comes up with a car that's never prayed, and you go, they're special. When we see somebody enjoying something that we're not, we're thinking, either they've done something wrong illegal, they're working in an underground economy, or they're special. What Jesus said to the disciples in Matthew 28, 20, and he said this, go into all the world, teach them everything that I have taught you. So right now, as a born again believer, you have been elevated to a disciple. The only difference between Peter and you and me is the assignment that he's given. Everybody gets the same benefits, but they get different assignments. You should be praising God for that. Because yeah. if, if, see, if my assignment isn't to lead worship, If it was to lead worship, none of you would be here. (laughs) Because my assignment, there's a gifting. I open my mouth and I go, whoa. You good? See, the problem we have is if we have been taught to look at the assignment, saying, well, the guy's got a great assignment, so he gets more benefit. Peter, all of the disciples are not better than you. They haven't got some special teaching that made them great. I know it's Saturday night, you're going to sleep in tomorrow. But see, if we don't get over this hurdle, we we will bypass the benefits. Now understand this, that a benefit, every benefit that was in heaven came to earth via Jesus Christ. And every benefit that Jesus brought from heaven into him is transferred into every believer. Yep. We, now, we, look, we do not now pray as it is in heaven. God bring heaven down. Heaven came down in the form of Jesus Christ. Yep. And so God, and he says this, right? Now have a look at Psalm 103 verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his. Okay. Here you are right now given where the spiritual warfare lies. Now, how many of you don't own a car? Put your hand up. Okay. You cannot lose your car keys. I know this is deep. You'll probably go, what is it? Right. I have to have a car, I have to have keys, and I cannot forget my keys if I haven't got keys, correct? I know this is deep. <laughs> but see, what we have been taught is we are trying to get the benefits, and Paul, and here's David, he says, bless God, and he says, All oh my soul, and forget not all his... So here's the thing. is It is possible to forget that you are benefited. It is possible to come to a point that you forget that you are loved. That you forget that you are forgiven. That you forget that, wow. So God says this. The the, the power of the demonic focuses on getting you to forget. It is all the way through Scripture. Gideon forgot that he was a man of God. Moses forgot that he had a commission to save Israel. You see it all the way through Bible, the men of God, women of God, with the call of God on their lives, it comes to a point where they forget it. See, you can't forget something you don't own. So the premise of Psalm 103 and also in the Proverbs, is that God has given you all of these benefits, but the power of the demonic is there to make you forget who you are and what you've been given. See, so you can walk around poor. You can walk around... I mentioned this story before. There was a, a, one of the guys, I think it was an, an Italian guy. Any Italians? Yeah. Okay. Okay, he was a Croatian guy. Okay, so this Croatian guy in the late, thir- in the late 40s, right? He decides, man, I sh- you know what? America is the land where God lives, right? So he's, he's, he's broke. And so what he does, he comes in and he works so hard to get a ticket, a boat ticket from Croatia all the way into the States. He finally gets enough money, buys a ticket... And then he's realizes, you know, the ticket's going to be a couple of months on the boat. So he goes, man, what am I going to do? So the little money that he had, he went out and bought some dry biscuits and some cheese. Gets onto the boat. He's welcomed by the captain. And, you know, oh, man, this is great. He's so excited. He hears, he's walking beside all these restaurants. And he's going, oh, wow, smell that food. Oh, Uh, And he's going, oh man, I wish I could go in. So he goes into his room, opens up his little box, and he goes, dry crackers cheese. He's doing that for week after week after week after week. And finally, he gets to his destination, but he's starving. He came on there with 180 pounds. He is now 25 pounds. <laughs> he's, he's holding onto the rail so it doesn't blow away. He, he's malnutrition, and it is he's walking past the captain of the boat. Captain pulls him aside and says, I, "I want to apologize on behalf of the uh, shipping um, lane." Uh, and I, I just I want to apologize on behalf of my staff because we must have offended you. You never ever came to any of those restaurants to eat. He goes, you, you you, have, you you know, all of these things were on the boat. That were, they were, you know, you never attended anything. And he said to him, but I, I, "Look, look, look! It wasn't you didn't do anything wrong. I just had enough money for the ticket." And the captain goes like this: "Didn't you realize that once you bought a ticket on the boat, everything on the boat is your benefit?" Have you ever wondered why God says I'm going to have to t- wipe tears out of your eyes when you get to heaven? I always thought that was strange. People wanted to get to heaven and go, oh, no. no. You know what, you're going to, what people are going to do? They're going to go into heaven and they're going to go see. These are the benefits that the blood of Jesus Christ has given me mm-hmm. and I didn't use no. them. How many of you have ever, somebody brought you a voucher? Yep. And you forgot about it? <laughs> and it expired? Yeah. <laughs> now, let me just show you something about it. God's benefits have no expiration date. This is, oh, my soul, forget not one of his benefits. So the pressure we are under is to keep us so busy so we forget that we have benefits. We forget that what the cross of Jesus Christ has. You know what Paul said this? He, 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 um, we're going to have to deal with this on, but not in this millennium. He just said this. He never prayed that the church would forget about their salvation. He prayed, I, I pray for you that you, do not negl- that you don't neglect your salvation. Mm-hmm. He, he says, don't, don't worry. He says, I'm not praying, oh God, I'll forget that they're saved. No, don't for- forget they will neglect it. By pure neglect, we go, oh, it, it's not for me, it's not for me. Now listen to this. In Ephesians 3:16, 19 and 21 says this. And I pray that he would unveil. Just, just stop there. The word there, unveil, comes from where you would get a statue, and you would cover it up, and then you would get a crowd, and then you have a ceremony, and then you would reveal what's underneath the veil. Yep. Now watch this. Do you know what the assumption over here is? Is that Paul is praying to Christians. And he's going, I am now praying for you that you have an unveiling ceremony. Because something has covered what has entered you. So Paul is saying here, you're not lacking revelation, you're lacking dis- you you are you are facing disclosure. So Paul says this, I pray that you would that he would unveil. And listen, they keep going. Within you, the unlimited reaches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. So if you can just let this... I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Here's Paul, the most prolific writer. He's saying to the church, you've got something and you don't know it. You've lost something, but you don't know it. He's going, I am praying because you need a supernatural event. You need a higher power to come in you and take off the veil or take off what is covering who you are. See, the saddest thing in the world is not knowing who you are and what you've got inside of you. And here's Paul, and his prayer is this. I pray that he would un cover what has been covered. Let, 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 me, let me ask you a question. What has life covered in you? What? Come on, does, can we be re- really honest? What has school teachers covered in you? What has unwise leaders covered in you? What has sickness covered in you? What has depression covered in you? What has lack covered in you? So what happens is this. Is that you get born again, and when you get born again, all everything that Jesus died for on the cross, on the cross, comes into you. See, most of the time we're praying, "God, please do something." God says, "Please release something." Very good. Yeah. Very good. Paul is coming to the church. I, 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 I want you to, I, This is what kind of gets through this verse. These people are under the teaching of Saint Paul. It's not just a Ted Ferrigno. He's he's like, wow, and people under his ministry have forgotten what he's been teaching. Shh. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing that there are a lot of people that financially are so well off, but die poor because they don't know what they have. You you're good? Yeah. Now, see the thing is, is I know in myself, is that I am, oh God, I need you to give this into my life. God, I need you to give this into my life. When we start to realize the magnitude of salvation, the magnitude of, did Jesus come into my heart? Now, watch this. How many times do you feel empty? I, I used to sing songs, oh Jesus, fill me, I feel empty. You know, I'm, 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 God, I come to you empty. What? What's this? The Bible says the Spirit of God overflows. A Christian cannot be empty, but he can become. A, he can get to a realization that he feels he's empty, and he trusts his feeling, not his spirit. You good? If you will realize, okay. I, I, I've used this illustration before, but I, I just just really feel it in my spirit. I was doing a three-day seminar in Brisbane on healing, and um, on the third day, this young lady got dramatically healed. I, I mean, we're talking big-time healed. And uh, I, I said to her, "What happened?" She she said, "This thing. You know what? I had all of these thoughts about why God wouldn't heal me, why God wouldn't heal me." And he says, "Every night." Every night, you answer the question, you answer the question and just says, halfway through, I realize there is nothing in me that stops healing. And the healing mm-hmm. instantaneously the mm-hmm. Now, when you realize what's inside of you, so the enemy is, is going over time to make you forget. Isn't it amazing? You can forget that you've got finance. You can forget that you've got a great marriage. See, you know what's interesting? If you don't think you have something, then you spend your time trying to get it. So if you feel your marriage is bad, you're trying to fix it, and your wife's going, will you stop trying to fix me? (laughs) See, if you think no one likes you, what are you going to be doing? You're going to go overtime for your people to like you. But when you start to realise that how the gospel speaks, Paul is saying... You have been given something, and now it has been covered. See, some, look, here's the difference. Now, what's the difference? Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this: "Who do men say that I am? Now, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist." And then Peter gets a word that he has never even heard of, never entered his mind. He gets revelation. And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That's called revelation because he didn't have it in him. When he forgets, he needs the unveiling of the revelation. So sometimes we are after a revelation where we should be praying for the unveiling. It gets better, it gets better. Now listen to this. If you have it, we've been talking a lot about fatherhood. Adam lost fatherhood. So when Jesus came, he says, I've come to introduce you to the Father. Because what Adam did, he separated the human race, you and I, from Fatherhood. And when you get to John, John is one of the most amazing books, especially when you when Jesus is getting ready to depart, he starts to teach them. And he starts to say that I've come to show you the Father. And then he says amazing stuff. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I want you to put this in... Before we read the scripture, put this into your spirit. When Jesus gave us the revelation of fatherhood, he also gave him the revelation of his name. And how to use his name. There was a three-fold revelation. When you start talking in John, John goes, I want to... Sorry, Jesus says, I want to reintroduce you to the Father. If you've seen the Father... When you've seen me, you've seen the father. So we have a look at this. So John, so he says this, but the moment he reveals the Father, he reveals his name. And then he reveals how the Father works in the earth. Wow. So he's not just saying I'm giving you a relationship, but he says how the benefits of the relationships come into the world. John 16. 30, 23 and 24 says this. And when that day comes, you will no longer ask me for anything. Wow. I just want you to blow this right. Up to this point, you had to find the physical body of Jesus. You had to ask a question because you didn't know what the answer was. So the disciples have been taught in a certain measure and they go, I don't know what to do. Let's talk to Jesus. Uh, Let's ask Jesus a question. But he says, when that day comes, the day that he leaves, you will no longer ask me for anything. What I'm about to tell you is true. My father will give you anything you ask in my life. Last week, I, made, uh, I gave you this comment that this week we're going to show you how you release all the benefits. Here's, what's this? Here's what Jesus is saying now. Are we going to, from the disciples' point of view, this is, so, this is revelation. He, he goes to them, I'm in, I've introduced you to the Father. And he goes, wow, but now I want to introduce you into the name. That if you ask the Father anything in my name... He will do it for you. He's, you know what he's saying to me? You don't have to find my physical body. All you've got to do is ask him the name. Wow. So to me, what gets me, the fatherhood was lost, but so was the name. You know how we do, we're going to finish off tonight by you know, speaking Jesus. Do you realize one of the ways that the uh, early church would call God, they called him the name. And here is Jesus. He puts the weight and he goes, I've introduced you to the Father. Now, the relationship works via my name, not your effort. Not how much you can give me. See, what is, what is being done right here is a revolution in people's thinking. Because how do we approach God? When some people go, well, you need to worship. Yeah, I love worship. Some people say you need to give. Yeah, I love giving. Some people say you need to fast and pray. I love fasting and praying. But God says this. The way you ask the Father, it hasn't got to do with any human effort. It's got to do with my name. Now, I'll show you. Oh, okay. Okay. Worship team. Come up, get ready. (laughs) Now, I will show you how powerful this is. So, and finish it up on here. It says, then your joy will become complete. Now, I want you to finish this. Watch this. The Bible says this. You will never, ever have joy unless you start asking and worshipping and giving in the name of Jesus. We'll leave that for another time. Now, the early church comes. God comes. There's 3,000 get saved. The power of the Holy Ghost. The church is in full-blown salvation revival. And Peter... And John, it was the time of prayer. Never miss a prayer meeting. And they're off down to pray. And there's a leper. So there's a, a cripple man. And guess where they put him? They put him in the entrance of the temple. You know the reason that he would do that? He was a very this guy was cluey because if they, if, if they didn't give him at the entrance, they wouldn't give him inside because i would give him the offering. This, this, this guy was clever. He goes, I'm going to, uh, uh, before you get to give to God, give to me. So he's there and, uh, and he's going to he sees Peter and John. And you'll find this in, the, in uh, Acts chapter 3. And I want you to show you this when you understand what you've got. Peter and John come up and they see the man begging and go, go, look at us. He draws attention to them. Haven't we been taught, don't draw attention to yourself, it's all about Jesus. Come on. Here's Peter. I mean, Paul does the same. He says, I can do all things. And then he puts Christ. I would have thought, no, no, in cry I can do all things. No, no, no. He says, draws attention to himself. See, when you know who you are, you draw attention to yourself because now this is going to be powerful now. He says, look at us. So what did the man do? He changed his focus from seeing other people to focusing on him. And now listen to what this says: this. But Peter said, silver and gold, money, I don't have. What we read in Proverbs 18:12. That is worth more than money. But listen to this. I don't have. What you feel you don't have doesn't stop and doesn't diminish what you do have. But listen to what he says. Now, look at this powerful verse. But what I do have. What did he have? The man's healing wasn't Peter. He goes, I'm so pumped I can go to heaven right now. Listen, but what I do have that I give you? Wow, he said this. I know what I have, and I know how to release what I have. Do you realize? They go, oh, the healing's in heaven, the healing's there. The man's need was in Peter. Peter goes, I know by the power of revelation and the power of the birth and the power of disclosure that I have something. And he says, but what I give to you. Now listen to this. In the use of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk what is inside of you gets released by saying the name of Jesus. I want to ask you, what do you have? Your healing is in you. It's no longer in heaven. Come on. Your provision is not in heaven. It's in you. Hey, can you take it? Where was Eve? so powerful is because they're going hey such as I have I give it away in the name we're going to talk about that a little bit more next week do you realise when you say the name of Jesus it is in the same authority Jesus was in the flesh saying the same thing as you so you say the name of Jesus he comes up I know what I have and I know what the what you need I have, and I can choose. Do you realize Peter could have said, Excuse me, you need to go pray, Get yourself in church, man. Stop crawling around, get yourself in the church, do prayers and worship, and then wait for the altar call. But he goes in, you know what? I've got something. Think about this, Jimmy, if you can take it up. Yeah. Take it up another level. The woman with the issue of blood. She came and asked Jesus. She didn't come and ask him. She went behind him and she took what was in him. <laughs> but do you realize, Pastor Sula mentioned it, is when you get born again, Christ comes in you and you come into him. So not only is Christ is in you, you are in him. So therefore, it means the same Power of the name is works. Is. Jesus is saying, it and then you're saying, "We're not going to eat until you get it." Start praying for revelation. But you know what? We've we've um, we've been working so hard to get something, and God says, i giving the benefits where are they? How are they released? The name of Jesus. You can pray for yourself for sickness." Did you, in the name of Jesus? Had they go? Had it go? You, you go? I have a I have a need. I, I go in the name of Jesus. See, Peter and John have this revelation that the power to deal with any situation is not out there; it's in here. That is why the Bible tells you you need to pray, because Bob, the Word of God says the Holy Spirit takes out what He has put into you and takes it out. So you know what we're going to do now in the three minutes? Everybody look at that clock. Everybody look. Okay, we are got to finish then. So what we're going to do...